0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu
1: slash podcast.
2: Here comes Bowman, the white flag waves, one to go, sponsored by Credit One Bank. Austin Dillon to the pit lane for tires with one to go. Kyle Busch 9.7 back and closing as fast as he can. this is one of those drivers he doesn't have this long-term contract at Hendrick Motorsports his future's a little bit unknown this moment right here if he can complete this which it looks like he will a huge moment for Alex Bowman's career and future and this season that he and Greg Ives and Hendrick Motorsports are starting to put together
0: Alex Bowman comes to the stripe to win the Auto Club 400 career win number two
2: It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell.
0: And I'm Brian Dooley.
2: Thanks to Fox Sports for the highlights of the last lap of the Fontana. The Auto Club 500, actually, in Fontana. And, man, what a race by Alex Bowman.
0: Yeah. um, Finally carrying off this race without a Joe Gibbs or Penske win. Hendrick Motorsports so far this season seems a lot stronger than years past. We saw Jimmy Johnson running up front. Uh, they're winning stages. So, and even, you know, the Chevy's overall looking better this year so far. But yeah, Bowman, for I think in years past, his best finish at Auto Club Speedway was 13th. So Not a the, good place for him. Yeah, and just strong all day, led the most laps, and those restarts were great in this race. So far this season, I've been excited. I am too. I think the racing has been great. And
2: to speak to your your thoughts about Hendrick Motorsports being better this year, actually they lead all racing teams with laps led this year, which is a big turnaround from last year. And Bowman, Bowman just dominated this race on Sunday at, at Fontana. It was once he got out front, man, he built a commanding lead and, and held on to it. And, and just a great performance by him, which he really needed because he's in the final year of his contract and a win may help those negotiations go a little bit better when Mr. Hendrick calls to say, well, let's talk about your future.
0: I agree, and I am sure we're going to see more wins of him. I mean, nothing, you know, that motivation, I, I think, as the season goes on, especially these mile-and-a-half tracks, um, this really, you know, he's locked into the chase now, this early on in the season. Last year, he won at Chicago Atlanta's first cup win. I think he's got more coming, and I, I hope that he stays on Hendrick Motorsports. I'll never forget years ago, um, NASCAR Race Hub did an interview with him. This is back; he was on one of the on a small cup team, and they were interviewing him, and they said, "Do you think you're ever going to get that call from Rick Hendrick, Rick Hendrick, Penske, or whatever?" And he was just like, "No," you know. He was just kind of uh, dot. I'm where I am. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm never, that's not going to happen to me. It's just, that's, I got to accept real life and never doubt yourself. My favorite movie, back to the future. My favorite quote, if you put (laughs) your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Dale Earnhardt Jr. saw the potential of Alex Bowman. And, um, I'm so happy that, you know, when junior was out with concussions a few years ago, they got Bowman to help substitute in and, pretty much opened the door for him to get into Hendrick Motorsports. Well, he ran really, really well when he filled in for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, Jeff Gordon,
2: I believe, ran – I think he only ran the brickyard filling in for Jr. after the concussion and when he was out. And Bowman finished up that season in that car and did a really great job coming in, stepping in to a pretty much an unknown situation, filling in for a guy named Earnhardt, which is just would make you nervous enough as it is but he has done a great job, did a great job on Sunday. Let's go ahead and take a look at the top ten real quick from Sunday. Alex Bowen was your winner. Kyle Bush, second. Kurt Busch, the Bush brothers, second and third. Chase Elliott fourth. Brad Keselowski fifth. Sixth was Denny Hamlin. Jimmy Johnson seventh. Eric Amarola eighth. Ninth was Kevin Harvick, and Eric Jones was tenth. So there's some good runs in that top ten right
0: there. Jimmy Johnson, his second top ten run in a row. And that didn't happen
2: very often last
0: season. Yeah, and, you know, it's his final race at his home track, It was cool to see his wife and kids up in the flag stand. That was. And a good run from him even led some laps. Heard the crowds cheer on that. Um, But, uh, you know, top five in Vegas. It's so fun to see Jimmy Johnson. Um, I feel like he's having fun. And that's, you know, even if he doesn't win this season, which he's being consistent in top tens, and it's all about consistency, you have a better chance of getting up there and getting that checkered flag and getting that win. And even if he goes out without a win this season, he's still going out on top.
2: Yeah, and I think the pressure, once he made the decision that he was going to retire, I think it lifted a whole a whole burden off of his shoulders, and he can just relax and have fun, enjoy the accolades he's going to attain at every track. They're going to have some kind of tribute to him at every speedway this season, and he just ought to soak it up. Like we've said before on this podcast, Jimmy Johnson has nothing to prove to the NASCAR world. He's done it all. He's a seven-time champion. He won five in a row. Nobody's ever, ever done it.
0: Nobody ever will do that again. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I don't know if we're going to see anyone. And where we're at in NASCAR now, I don't know if we're going to see anyone tie up the three seven-time championships in NASCAR. And I know people can say, you know, it's all it's different. How John, but Johnson won it in pretty much every (laughs) different way. And, yes, it's not the same as Petty and Art, but he would have won those seven championships the old way, I'm sure, if not more. And just the way it's so tough now, the way it is now, I just – I mean, as great of a racer as, like, Kyle Busch is, just got his second championship. Denny Hamlin has, you know, not been able to get one. Kozlowski only has one. It's so tough to win these cup championships to get seven – and like you said, five in a row—it's stunning.
2: He has nothing to prove, and I—I I, I wish him all. Not, I, I told you in our Daytona podcast that he's going to be my pick every year until he, every race until he wins. I thought maybe that was going to break on on Sunday, but didn't. Still got a top ten. Like you said, I think he's having a lot more fun this season, and he's looking towards the future. So that's pretty cool. Taking a look at the point standings. Ryan Blaney is still your points leader after three races. How amazing is that? Did you expect that this season?
0: It's he—he's one of those two. Kind of, I think like Bowman. He's got something to prove. Be on a team like Penske. You know, he's got two other the two other drivers on his team, or both Cup champions, and yeah, I, he's going to have a win before I think in the next month or so had tire problems, you know, this race. He would have won, I believe, in Vegas, but made the decision to pit, and it's just one of those things that happens. Pit strategy. Sometimes yeah. it sometimes
2: it can make you look brilliant, sometimes it can make you look stupid. Uh, Dale I think it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. that used to say if, you know, in these we used to have these these gas mileage races and he was a master at at, at gas mileage races and stretching his fuel and he said if the strategy works, you look like a genius. If it doesn't, you look really
0: stupid. <laughs> I couldn't believe the the tire wear and at Auto Club Speedway. I mean, I know the, the, track's all, the, the track has a lot of history, the pavement. But, man, seeing those tires down to their cords, I was impressed. That's crazy. When Blaney came in at the end, the fact he didn't have a blowout was amazing. Yeah, it really was. So,
2: uh, Ryan Blaney is your points leader. Joy Logano is... Is second Alex Bowman third Kevin Harvick fourth Jimmy Johnson fifth in points that looks really good Chase Elliott sixth Denny Hamlin seventh Matt DeBenedetto is eighth ninth is Kyle Larson and you know speaking of guys in that top ten we got three people locked into the to the uh, playoffs and that that it would be Logano Bowman and Denny Hamlin but Chase Elliott that dude has already racked up three stage wins and don't forget those stage wins and those points associated with it. Become very important the later we get in the season.
0: And I know I said if it wasn't for that pitch strategy, Blaney would have won. If Chase Elliott didn't blow that tire at Vegas, he would have definitely. He was the dominant car that day. Yes, but that's racing. You know, tires, engine can blow out. That's what makes it fun. Um, of course, Chase Elliott's my my Here's driver. I root for. Um, and yeah, it's all consistency, and it's great seeing it from. Hendrick Motorsports, which has been my team since I followed NASCAR. And it's been sort of a bummer the last few years to kind of not see them as strong and just see the dominance of Joe Gibbs and Penske. And it's fun to see the whole team doing well. Bowman, you know, they're being strong. And they're showing strong uh, in qualifying and practicing and in the race. Yeah, they have. Let's go
2: ahead and – Alex Bowman met with the media after his big win in California. Let's go ahead and take a listen to that. Bowman was asked about what you think about your run today. Here's Alex Bowman, your winner.
1: Today was good for us. I feel like if I got bad restarts, I was really – I would burn my stuff up getting back to the 12. Um, So I was glad to get clear of him there, that last restart, and um, just be able to to run hard and, and build that gap. Felt like we fell off a little bit at the end of runs, but uh, had a really good car.
2: Yeah, he really didn't have a whole lot to, to worry about getting – once he got out front and there towards the end of the last stage, he built just this huge lead and just – it was just amazing to watch how well that they did, That team did
0: perform on Sunday. And I think, I mean, for years, I mean, we saw how strong the relationship was between Jimmy Johnson, Chad Knauss. I think Bowman and Greg Ives really show a strong relationship. And what they've done so far, just three races into the season, I mean, we're going to see a lot more out of them.
2: Yeah, he was asked also that towards the end of the race, was it hard to stay focused on what he was trying to do, building such a tremendous lead over second place Kyle Busch?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the most difficult time was uh, when we did get behind um, on those, those restarts, really just felt like I really would have to burn my stuff up to get back to the 12 and then not be able to get around him and then eventually drive away from us. So that was the, the most difficult time. Our car was really good and it was really hard for me to decipher whether I burned the car up or, um, or we needed to make a change. And, uh, I kind of went with my gut and, and thought that I just burned the tires off of it and, uh, that we could, uh, if we could get in front of the 12 and not have to pass five guys to get to them, um, we could uh, stay in front of them. So.
2: Yeah, there was no hope there was no hope for anybody to catch him unless there was a late caution because what was his lead at the end? Was it nine seconds?
0: Yeah, I can't believe he didn't <laughs> blow out a tire.
2: Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. There was no way Bush either the Bushes were gonna catch him because once he got out front and just you could just you watch the lap times and it just kept increasing every lap by half a second, half a second, quarter second. And they could not even touch,
0: they couldn't even close that gap at all. I will say how impressed I was like how Bush post race held it together pretty good because the Gibbs cars I mean yeah you know Hamlin has the Daytona win uh, Daytona is a whole different ball game um the Gibbs cars were not I mean they don't seem as strong this year they seem like they got some things to work out I mean we see a lot of them in the top 10 in Auto Club there's no if you're the Joe Gibbs racing fan nothing to worry about but even Bush said I mean they just didn't have the car, the winning car. And you, if you listen on the radio, Trux was even getting frustrated at his teammates, and just a lot of frustration. And the, just this package, they seem to be kind of struggling with. So
2: far this season, though, we've had we've had each manufacturer pick up a victory. Hamlin Hamlin at Daytona. Uh, Vegas was Lagano Logano and oh. Alex Bowman at Fontana. And so did it, as did Toyota do something different in the offseason to lose a bunch of momentum or did did Chevrolet pick up did they finally get this new body figured out and 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 they 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 went that further ahead or I think really honestly it's too too early in the season to tell. Uh, Toyota's had some fun, had some troubles, but remember at Vegas the Toyota teams, a Gibbs, shot themselves in the foot by failing an inspection and having to start in the back of the pack. I, I just, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, Toyota's lost it. You know, I, I think it's too early. We've only been, we've only been in three races. Give it a little time. I, I think, I think the Chevrolet's did pick up some, some momentum in the off season and figuring out
0: this, this new car. But I, I don't know. It's a long season. I think. Yeah, it's too early to tell. I'm thinking, I mean, Toyota's been so dominant for the last few years. Chevy was dominant for a long time. Yes, they were. And what I'm hoping to see is just a good mix-up of all the manufacturers, Ford, Toyota, and Chevy. Uh, That'll be fun to see. I mean, this early on, we've had three different winners, three different teams, three different manufacturers. That's fun to see. I mean, it's great to see different winners when you have a driver just win week after week. (laughs) And I think that's part of the reason this season has already felt more exciting to me. Um, I also just got cable so I can really take the time, watch the race, and pay attention. And um, But just this one and the restart, seeing them go four wide, I think five wide at one time. And some of the drivers have seem more aggressive this season. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I, I was thinking back to last season.
2: Uh, on this podcast and each week we were lamenting the fact oh god another win by Gibbs another win by Penske it went on for like and it went on for weeks like six or seven weeks before and Chase Elliott I think was the first Talladega yeah to pick up the and it is good it's good to see the different manufacturers in in victory lane it's good to see it's just good to see the diversity in in the winners I I'm I'm excited about that I hope that continues um, because I think NASCAR needs
0: that to continue. Um, something I did want to bring up before I forget: um, it, NASCAR announced today that Tony Stewart is going to be racing in the Xfinity race at the Brickyard this summer. So that'll be interesting. If you're a fan of Old Smoke, then get it ready in July. He'll be back racing, which is shocking to me. I thought Junior had said that you know he wasn't; he was retiring. Full time racing, so I'm not sure. I mean, last year we saw him at Darlington. Stewart's one I thought we'd only see him in like sprint cars or something at the dirt tracks. So I'm pretty shocked to see that he'll be back. Especially that's gonna be a hot race. He is not.
2: He has not stopped racing. In fact, I think he he is racing more now than he did when he was a full time driver driving his sprint cars. You know, on the dirt tracks, and he does own it. He does own a dirt track. So he's been racing, so he's not retired in the sense that we think. So it, it'll, it'll be fun to see him back, and and uh, yeah, that will be a that'll be a pretty intense race.
0: And uh, another announcement from NASCAR today: the Clash, what used to be the Budweiser Shootout, or whatever. Used to be lots of things. It's, it's the pre-race, the week before the Daytona Five Hundred. It used to be nighttime. They moved to the day side the last couple of years. It's which was back. horrible. Tonight's side yes. and it's going to be on the road course of Daytona. Yes, uh, which I, I mean I think it's going to be fun. The biggest news this week, though, that has really I think been the talk about on NASCAR, of course, the going from four five lug nuts to one. Well, the whole okay, the next next season,
2: this is the second next generation car that NASCAR has launched. Um, so there's going to be new new body styles for next year. New – it's just a different – I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's just going to be a new car for for everybody. And they're they doing some testing on it. And there was testing done this earlier this week at Auto Club Speedway with uh, William Byron. William Byron was the guy that tested. And he, he had some pretty good things to say about it. But the biggest thing that came out of that, and you're exactly right, the biggest thing that came out of that is they're going from a 15-inch wheel – To an eighteen-inch wheel, and that has doing that. They have said that they can't use a five lug nut wheel on that big a tire on that big a wheel because it the, the the I don't know how to explain this exactly, but they can't get it tight enough. So it will be a one lug set up on that car
0: and oh my word you would think the NASCAR world has ended. I think the fear is people think it's going to go they're trying to go Formula 1 No. and yeah that's not the case. Um pit stops are still going to be pit stops. I mean they got to put fuel in the car, they got to do other changes. It's still this will probably eliminate some time but pit stops are still I don't think you're going to notice too much of a difference. And that's just I mean it is frustrating NASCAR making changes, but that's NASCAR's a different. I don't know if it's even if you call it exactly a sport. It's a it's a whole different industry compared to basketball, football, and all, and all those other things. And you know, we're both in the news business, and the news business, especially we work on the digital side. It's changing every day, every year. You know, with social media and mobile phones, things like that. NASCAR. It's just a changing industry, and it does stink because there's that nostalgia, and you remember what it used to be. And, I mean, that hit. That's that history is always going to be there. That's part of it, but you just got to kind of hang with the changes. And, yeah, some of them I don't like, but even when they went to stage racing, I wasn't really too sure. I'm okay with stage racing now. So I think everyone needs to just kind of – we're not going to see this. We're only three races in. We got the rest of the year to go. Just relax. Yeah, just don't worry about it. Just wait and see, and then you can.
2: See, I don't think I. everybody has said that it's going to shorten up the, the pit stop times. I don't think it will because, and here's why, it takes a certain amount of time to get a full load of fuel in that car. And even though you go to the one lug and it may cut two or three-tenths of a second off of your of. Off of your pit stop, you still need the same amount of time to get. There's nothing getting fuel in that car any quicker, so it's going to take the same amount of time to get a full load of fuel. And at some of these tracks, you have to have that complete 18 gallons of fuel to uh, to to win. So i, I don't think is I, I don't think we'll see a big dramatic drop in pit stop times because of the fuel issue. Because they're still filling the fuel the same way. It, it takes two cans, well, like one and a half cans of fuel. Uh, I, I believe the fuel cans are 11 gallons, and, and the fuel cells now in the, in the cup cars are 18. So it takes about one and a half to fill it completely. But it, nothing is going to speed that up, even though the, the tire changers are done, it's down off the jack. That driver is going to want to stay there till he gets a full load of fuel.
0: Yeah, and it's it's weird <laughs> that all these announcements are coming out for the 2021 season. I'm like, wait, haven't we just started the 2020 did, season? Yes. Cause someone the other day said, oh, the, you know, next year's schedule should be coming out soon. And I'm just like, I'm still getting used to this schedule. I'm still, because we ex- talked about it last year, this schedule, we're just getting started. But already, you know, we've already, I think right now we would have already been, I think already right I think already right now we would have been in the West Coast swing, um, and that's something else that's interesting is we're going to Phoenix next week, which is now or the place where the championships can to be run before Homestead was only ran. that was only one race. yeah, so now drivers is, you know especially um, I mean, no one's locked into that last race yet because you got to get through the eliminations, but there's guys that are, have a shot. Hamlin, Logano, and Bowman, and Bowman has run well there. Hamlin's won there. I think Logano's – yeah, he's got a win there. So they can really try some things out. Exactly. And sort of play some stuff, and and, and even other drivers. We're going to see a win eventually from Kyle Busch for Martin Truex Jr. Um, And some other drivers, one I'm looking forward to, ran second last week and was just outside the top 10 but we talked about him all last year Matt D Matthew, Matt Matt Benedetto <laughs> I still I even practice at home like okay Matt D Benedetto I practiced that all off season just to be ready for this because we're going to be seeing now he's he I mean he's he he proved himself on a smaller team last year he's racing for the Wood Brothers now in the 21 car replaced Paul Menard and showing some consistency uh, I, I he's I'm excited to see him get his first cup win. It's coming. It will, and, and
2: it'll be a big moment when that does happen. I think as we're as we're looking at before we talk about Phoenix in depth, who have you been most surprised at this season so
0: far, and who is your biggest disappointment so far? Let's see. Biggest surprise. I th- I mean I know he's my driver, but I mean Chase Elliott. When in you know the stages he's won. Uh, I'm I'm glad as a fan to see him so strong early on. But actually, no. I mean, talking with him, with on Hendrick Motorsports, Jimmy Johnson, last year, the last couple of years, his dry spell and just not seeing him compete. I didn't want him to have like a Darrell Waltrip, you know, ending. And yeah, the attempt to qualify tour. <laughs> and Johnson is, I mean, finishing in the top tens. Uh, doing well in qualifying and so I, I'm, I'm glad and i'm also i'm surprised that so early on it's so great to see that team where they are at this point yeah i think
2: my my biggest surprise so far and, and not a big surprise but ryan blaney to me to see him running so consistently better than his teammates you know uh, I've always liked the young man and he's a, he's a, he's a great driver. And to see him sitting atop the points three races in to me is, a, is a bit of
0: a surprise. And like Dale our Jr., Chase Elliott, you know, his father, Bill Elliott, he was such a big talk when he came in, but him and Ryan Blaney came at the same time. And I think Blaney was really overlooked with the popularity of, of Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is now, now I think going to be con- another consistent NASCAR most popular driver, but Blaney, you cannot count him out. He nope. is so talented, and even uh, you know, just seeing him outside the sport, uh, he such has such a fun personality. Him and Bubba Wallace, I was watched. They went out to uh, the new Star Wars Galaxy Edge at Disneyland, and just you know, seeing and the goofy stuff they kind of do. I mean, Blaney has a good personality. He's a great racer, and just what I like about him, Chase Elliott and why I don't care for Kyle Busch as much, is they're respectful after the races. They keep it together. And for as young as these guys are, they seem so mature. And Yeah.
2: Yeah, they do. My biggest disappointment this year, I think, so far, has been Clint Boyer. I so want him to be a success at, at Stuart Haas Racing, but he's just not gotten there. Last year, he had some great runs, but just never seem to be able to stay out of trouble. And this year just not kind of the same thing. Just I wanna see him do better because I love him. I love his personality. If you want some entertainment, follow Clint Boyer on Twitter after a race. <laughs> he did he did it, get the poll
0: at Auto Club, but
2: he, he did. But just in the race they just something always seems to happen. And I, I to me I think that's that's my my disappointment so far this year.
0: And once he's done at Stuart Haas, I don't see him being able to get on a on a team like that again, I think. This is it's, his shot. Yeah. This is his this is his big shot. It really is. And
2: really, honestly, the only the only driver at Stuart Haas Racing that's really making any kind of an impact is Kevin Harvick. the the, the other three teams there just really
0: have not shown anything. And another one on that team, Eric Omarola, I was excited to see him when he moved over there because I thought it would give him a chance Um, because Richard Petty Motorsports, I mean, though, I mean, Bubba Wallace wasn't a top 10. That's a team that we don't see wins out of. And Stuart Haas, it's right up there. It's a a championship winning team. You get on there, you got a a car to do something. You don't use that chance, then you're you're out. I mean, we've seen in that team, we've seen you know, Daniel Suarez and, and others really get booted out so quickly.
2: Yeah, so uh, hopefully, hopefully, Clint
0: Clint's team can pull it together and and get the victory late in the season. That would be a, I think that would he's, be. Great. He's our last home driver before we had you know Carl Edwards who was Columbia. Yep, and then, uh, gosh, I'm thinking from Joplin, Jamie McMurray. Jamie McMurray. That was my aunt's driver. Um, so Boyer and you know I'm on I'm from Kansas so he's from Emporia Kansas so he's really you know the hometown driver for me. Once he goes, I don't really have any local drivers yet because even in the truck series, uh, our driver from Jennifer Joe Cobb she's she hasn't been doing yeah. too hot. Not that, but anyways that's a whole different thing. But yeah, Boyer. Hopefully, I mean he, we're coming up some tracks. He's done well at, especially, you know, Martinsville, he's got wins at. Um And again, it's still early. We're only three races in.
2: So they have a great chance to put some put some things together and 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 get the victory lane. So the final race of the West Coast swing takes us to Phoenix, Arizona next Sunday. Phoenix used to be a and I'm thank goodness it's back to Phoenix. Because is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's officially back to Phoenix Raceway now. Be- I, that because, I don't.
0: Uh, sometimes I don't pay attention. I'm like, I'm still going to call it Phoenix. <laughs> it took me a while to call Auto Club Auto from California Speedway. Um, now I've gotten used to Auto Club, but Phoenix, I just whatever it was before ISM, I think. I don't. I, I, it was always Phoenix to me, and I, I
2: would always. And the other one that used to trip me up all the time is Charlotte Motor Speedway being Lowe's Motor Speedway. And then they went back to Charlotte. And then we won't even go back to talking about changing from Winston Cup to whatever it was and then whatever it was and then whatever it was to what it is now, which is the NASCAR Cup Series. Which, keep it that Mm -hmm. way. Exactly. Exactly. But Phoenix Raceway, active drivers with wins there. The dominant guy at Phoenix, Kevin Harvick with nine wins. Uh, I think going into Phoenix, you got to be looking at Kevin Harvick to pick up a win there.
0: I think that used to, like, the last few years, I mean, he it always seemed like that, but the last few years we've seen a lot of other drivers really showing some stuff at Phoenix. And I think drivers knowing that this is the track, they could get their first or another cup championship. We're going to see drivers being a lot more aggressive than they have in the past. Uh, Denny Hamlin got a win there in the fall. Kyle Busch got a win last year. You know, we've mentioned Kevin Harvick. Um that we've seen some surprises out of Phoenix, but it's I don't think, and all so far this season, it's so hard. And of course, we've shown last year <laughs> we are bad about predicting who the possible one. Oh, can it's, be. yeah, but terrible. So, far, I mean, the last two races post Daytona, it is so tough. I mean, I would have not expected Bowman, like you know, his best finish being 13th at the club. There's no way you would have picked him early on, Logano. I picked Kozlowski, and I kind of went back and forth. I, I had a feeling it was going to be Penske. Now, if you know, I'm choosing Penske, I'm going to go Blaney.
2: Yeah, so here, Ryan Blaney at uh, Phoenix has eight races there, four top tens, two top fives, only one DF, no win. Joey Logano has a win there. Um, Denny Hamlin has two wins there. Jimmy Johnson has four wins there, although they were a decade ago. But I keep telling people, Jimmy Johnson has not forgotten how to race. He's not forgotten how to win so those are the guys I think you gotta look at right out of the gate but these younger guys are making an impact in the sport and i you know this could be the week for ryan blaney because he has run well there in eight races he's he's got he's got he's been in the top ten four times four half of the half of the races he finished in the top ten so he could be the guy there i i love I've come to love phoenix for what it is and the flat track and the, and the configuration. And we've finally seen some really great racing there. And, uh, I think this weekend is going to be no exception. And, uh, it's time for us to pick who we think is going to be the winner in Phoenix. And I, like I said, Jimmy Johnson's my guy until he wins. So <coughs> that's my pick sentimental, not thinking with my brain, just Jimmy Johnson is going to win this weekend in Phoenix. I'm gonna go with my
0: guy Chase Elliott. So we're gonna So two Hendrick drivers, we probably just sealed their fate for both of them. But I'd that's be okay. so ecstatic if we started to see like a Hendrick dominance this season for all these years, not really seeing that. And these a team with so many young drivers, it'd be fun to see all of them step it up. Yeah, it it would be. <coughs> but don't count out, like I said, don't
2: count out Ryan Blaney and don't Again, you can't ever count out Kyle Busch,
0: although he – let's see what he's done at Phoenix. He's got a couple wins. Does he have a couple wins there? He won uh, last year, this race, and then he won there in November of 2018. Okay, so he's got a couple wins. My
2: sheet here just had the top 16 drivers who are the – who's the playoff
0: cutoff. And Kyle Busch is not in the top 16. How strange is that? And – uh. Ryan Newman got a win there in March 2017, which no announcement yet when he'll be back. Um, I mean, just like you know when Junior was out, there's no rush. H- health is the number one importance. So hopefully he's spending time with family and recovering nicely. He went
2: fishing last week. I yeah. saw I saw some pictures of him fishing, <coughs> and if you know Ryan Newman, that's a that's a pretty big part of his life is the outdoors and fishing and hunting and. So it was great to see that. It's great to know he's doing well. And, and Ross
0: Chastain is filling in for him. I, I know he wrecked at Vegas. Um, I didn't see where he was at at Auto Club. but Let me see. Um, you know, a lot of drivers have really, you know. 17th, 17th at Auto Club. We talked about Bowman. A lot of the drivers can get their start by substituting in for a driver. Um, Martin Trucks, Jr., I think, substituted in for Jr., I believe so. Jamie McMurray substituted in for Sterling Marlin. I mean, those guys who went on to be really great Cup drivers or still are. Yeah,
2: I lower the bar a little bit for Jamie McMurray. He wasn't really a great Cup driver. I mean, he had some
0: wins. I mean, he it wasn't consistent or like a Cup championship driver. He had a Cup career. I will say that. I don't
2: know. Just he just was. He was supposed to be the next great. You know, the next great driver, and it just didn't happen for him. But he's a great guy, and he's good on TV. I love I love hearing him on TV. So,
0: And, and even, um, I mean, Kevin Harvick, not a substitution, but had to replace Dale Earnhardt, I mean, where, wow. where he came from. And as quick as he got to win. I mean, we we see a lot of good drivers, good, great cup starts filling in. So uh, best of luck to Chastain while he's filling in for Newman. And, man, I can't wait for, to see Newman back on the track it'll be a
2: great day it'll be a huge day when 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 he gets back and gets in that car it'll be a huge weekend at whatever track it is and we wish ryan the best just keep recovering and we'll look forward to seeing you back in the number six car all right well that wraps it up for this week's edition of the fan zone brian is picking chase elliott i'm picking jimmy johnson at phoenix international raceway and whatever happens we'll be back next week to wrap it all up i'm sam atwell i'm brian dealy everyone have a great week